I'm Stuart Sheldon. My name's Ron Rothberg. 30 years ago, I was on Wall Street. I was the youngest vice president at my fancy company, but that's not what I wanted to do. After spending nearly 25 years in media, I knew things were changing, both in the industry and inside me. Swan Dive shares the powerful stories of those who had the clarity and backbone to make a major life pivot to their vision. I took a Swan Dive. I have been an artist ever since, and it's the best choice I ever made. Getting closer to who you really are. That's Swan Dive. Tiffany Manning was given a gift. She lost her job but she knew what it took to make it on her own as a photographer and as an artist. I believe that we all have this untapped reservoir within that we, you know, can find, can dig out, can uncover and dust off and, and, and suddenly everything can change. You know, we are not these stagnant entities just cruising around on a planet, you know? We, we have, we have um, so much within us. The gift of declaring who you are and allowing the universe to embrace it. This is Swan Dive. From the Peacock and Park Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is another edition of Swan Dive. My name's Ron Rothberg. And in the fancy, nasty studios back in Costa Rica, it's Stuart Sheldon. Hey, Stu, how's it going? Good, Ron. Yeah, back here, was in the States for three weeks. It's always a little disorienting to go back and forth and, um, you know, not sure where I am. And so (laughs) it's an interesting couple of days of um, introspection and reflection, which I'm feeling at the moment. And uh, there's nowhere I'd rather be than just right here on Swan Dive, kind of, you know, getting real with some beautiful humans. Well, when you get lost a little bit, the monkey taps you on the shoulder and says, you're here. So that's what happened. So I guess we can start this conversation from last weekend. Stuart, you and I saw each other for the first time since we started this project. We were both in Miami. It's kind of the scene of the crime where all of this started. You and I were in Miami Beach in December of 19 at a fabulous party for a friend of ours. And I said to you, I made my declaration. I said, I'm going to quit my job. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. But I know I'm going to start a podcast, and I know it's going to be called Swan Dive. And you looked at me, and you said... Let's do it together. (laughs) I mean, it seemed obvious. I had already done it, and you were in the midst of it, so here we are. I mean, and now here we are, like a year and a half later. We saw each other for the first time. It was just really kind of lovely to do that and, and see where each of us has been. And there's a lot of road that we've traveled both individually and together. So it's been really rather lovely. And today is about those declarations and about those, uh, that inertia that happens when you launch yourself into the world. So why don't we just do this and get into our next episode of Swan Dive. Today, we are so grateful to have Tiffany Manning. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, Ron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me give you this, uh, the, the bio, the intro, the hard part, right? To listen about yourself. Photographer, artist, visual storyteller, working as a visual abstract painter. I love the quote you gave me. I lovingly refer to my studio practice as the art of allowing. I'm creating to be a present in my body. I'm creating to have a better understanding of the parts inside that can only be discovered through a sense of mental displacement. My time in the studio is one part moving meditation and one part dance party for one. The studio is where I tap into my bliss and allow the work to move through me, acting as a conduit rather than a conductor. 
Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what have you been conducting lately? <laughs> well, I just came off the a two-month road trip to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was competing in art prize. Mm-hmm. So conducting that <laughs> for two months, and now I'm back in Jacksonville and ready to um, really just kind of unleash all of the beautiful um, inspiration that I got on the road into my painting. You know, we came together through an interesting uh, way. Uh, both of us were finalists for this Cultural Council Art Innovator Award. And we reached out to one another uh, very organically and uh, and congratulated one another. And, and from that point on, I started looking at your work and admiring what you were doing. Mm. And I never knew, we had never met before. And being up for this together was was something that brought us together. And from innovator, I think the other part of that is collaborator. I feel like collaboration and innovation are like hand in hand. So that's, I think, what started this relationship. Yeah. And it's been amazing to connect with you and just feel kind of synced up right at the beginning. You know, we both kind of under this moniker of arts innovator and, and, um, you know, here we are. I wanted to talk about to you about your genesis, your backstory. We met the other day and it just seemed like your the map you took or what drew for yourself mm-hmm. really is something that is um, that's out there that 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 I feel like can unlock others. So take us back. You know, you're 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 doing a lot of really neat stuff now, but take us back to when you were grinding it out at an ad agency. What were you doing and where did that whole thing start? Sure. Um, I used to work for an advertising agency here in Jacksonville called St. John and Partners. And I was a print producer and an art buyer. And I also was a photographer on the side. I loved taking pictures of people and connecting with them. But, um, you know, in that realm of fear, you kind of would never leave a paying job in order to do something that's unknown. That's the F word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so, you know, I'm just coasting along in my corporate job and it's fine, but um, I'm longing for something more. And they had cutbacks one day and, uh, you know, I got laid off with 30% of the company and it was the most glorious day <laughs> of my life. Probably it was, it was a pivot point. And, um, and literally, you know, they laid me off and I walked out the door and just felt bliss. I felt like the sky had been perfectly painted that day for me. Mm. It was, you know, it was amazing. And I went home and, you know, they gave me a month's severance. So I went home and I, I updated my profile and, you know, realized that I was about to become a photographer, which was, you know, my kind of lifelong desire and um and i printed a book and i took it around to ad agencies and that first year it was like i didn't miss a beat you know mm. i i was able to um make up the difference in the lost salary by december so it was like you know still still exactly where i was <laughs> that's extraordinary how did you prepare for that how did you prepare for that though you know you, you, you did did you no change was afoot. Were you preparing yourself for that or was it just oh i'm going to do something different no so um you know, my intuition felt like there was something coming. And um, and literally the day that I got laid off, I pulled into the parking lot and saw all the partners 
cars sitting there and thought, oh, shit, today's the day. <laughs> and so um, so I, I felt it. And, you know, I had created this role of art buyer for myself that wasn't a job at St. John and Partners. The beauty of that job was it it put me in front of photographers who were doing this as a business, you know, they were sending me their, um, their promotional flyers, they were working through estimates for jobs with me. And and I was getting all of this beautiful knowledge that I didn't realize was kind of setting me up to do my own thing. And, um, and so by the time I walked out of there, I felt empowered. And I felt like I had been given a gift. Um, that layoff was, you know, it's all a matter of perspective. Anything bad that happens in your life, it could be bad if you perceived it that way, or it could be a gift. And um, that's just the way I live. So it's possible for everyone. And, um, and it's a really empowering way to live. Mm, you know, awesome. your, your, your practice is, as I've studied, it has evolved. You started as a photographer, but that's really grown and metamorphs metamorphosized into other things. I was reading that back in O2, you walked off a subway in DC inspired and quote filled with wonder. I began planning how I could tell the stories that you don't usually hear from the women that you meet. But back then I just wasn't ready to shepherd the project in a matter it needed. I was lacking big picture vision. Then fast forward to an early June, 2013, the idea of the project came rushing back with all the intensity, passion, and excitement that I felt on that subway so many years ago. It was Mm. time. I was ready. So in 11 years, something happened. You were marinated. You clarified. Take us through what that something that happened in those 11 years and how your practice changed as a result. Okay. So that, uh, what you're talking about is a portrait project that I do called the feminine soul project. Um, sitting on a a subway in DC, I, uh, I was about 29 and not doing anything creative. I didn't have any sort of outlet in my life. And, um, and you know, when you don't have a way to express yourself, you're just stuck a lot of times. And so, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really photographing anyone. And so I just got inspired by this woman on the subway and, um, I wanted to tell her story, but I was in a place where I just was not confident enough to go up and say, Hey, you know, you just inspired this entire thing in me and, you know, let's do something with it. So I never actually met her, but, um, but that's the beauty of life. You know, Mm. we encounter random people and, and they can completely inject something that we are lacking that we don't even know we're lacking. And then all of a sudden we have this epiphany and we're like, oh, wow. Mm. So these anonymous collaborators. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, so she inspired in me the drive to start um sitting down with women and interviewing them and um, photographing them. I had this idea for a book that I wanted to do. And then I came across the book at the bookstore and it involved celebrities. But at that point in my life, I just didn't have the confidence to go forth. And so I, I said, okay, it's been done. I'll just put it to bed. And I just laid it rest, you know, and I, I didn't give too much thought to it across those 11 years. And then 
Um, one of the beautiful gifts that I did get while I was actively working on it back in 2002 was the gift that I wasn't alone. You know, I had, I had grown up in, um, a situation where I was moving every year. I didn't have a lot of roots. I didn't have a lot of relationships and I kind of felt like, you know, my experience is solely unique and, you know, nobody else has ever been through anything that I've been through. And, um, and then as I started interviewing these women, I, I found all these beautiful aligned points where we connected and I started discovering myself through these interviews. And so in 2002, I think the catalyst for the project was to get me to a new place. And then once I fully realized that 11 years later, I was ready to start telling those stories again and um, without limitations. Right. Mm. So if, if it, this to me sounds like the little girl just sort of got raw inspiration and then the mature woman recognized, okay, there's, there's, there's a structure here. The story is my story, but it's a universal story. And it's relatable. It's a relatable story to all of the sisters out there living the same dream or the same struggle. I mean, you, you kind of, you grew up. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up. And then I wanted to share that love. And, um, and so I did finally produce the Feminine Soul Project this year in May in Jacksonville. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Sure. I was awarded a grant from the Community Foundation in 2019 and um, it was to finally put this show into the world. Wow. And so uh, I had collected 82 women back in 2013 when I started it. And uh, I wanted to round it out to 100 for the project. So um, at the beginning of this year, I finished up with the remainder that I needed to photograph. And then um, kind of fell into this amazing like opportunity because I was supposed to have the show at JU. I was going to have it at the Alexander Brest Museum. And then COVID happened and um, and all of that got put on hold. And then I ended up producing the show in a beautiful space in Cork Arts District. And I was able to, um, with the help of Tracy Hutchins, I was able to transform this space into, you know, something of my dreams. Mm. And um wow. And I, I really loved the, the ability to connect not only the 100 women to each other, but to everyone who sat and gave them their attention and, um, and their love. Because mm. each woman shared a secret with me that they wouldn't normally tell a stranger. And um, the, the, the depth that that kind of question, that kind of open-ended question allows for is, uh, is really what, you know, makes the project super special and allows people to connect with somebody that they wouldn't normally connect with. So I have two questions. Number one, uh, how did the project succeed in your mind? What was a point of success that was clear to you? You made what you aimed at and it was good. That's the first question. The second question, what was a question or a piece of an interaction you had with someone that consumed the project that will stay with you forever? I think the the second part, um, the, the viewer 
I mean, as I sat and watched everyone take in the stories and, and um, each individual portrait was photographed with uh, each woman's sharing a nonverbal message with her eyes. And so, you know, you're in this dark space and you're confronted with all of these nonverbal messages. And then you're also listening with headphones to all of these very intimate and vulnerable shares that people um, give. And as I looked around the room and I just saw tears flowing as people sat there, I realized that this project, you know, what it did for me so many years ago to open me up, to crack me open, to unify me and connect me with everyone that I encountered, that's what it was doing for the audience. Hmm. And, um, and that was so special to me. I, uh, I, I think that is what felt like a success really. And so the photography layered with the audio along with the layer of the space, because the space absolutely was perfect for that almost sounds and looks like what you evolved into as as an artist, as an abstract artist laying the layers, was, is, was there any, is there any parallel to that and how that evolved you and your practice in, in art? Um, well, the thing that's, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit in my bio description. I, um, everything is energy to me and well, I mean, it's energy period, <laughs> but you know, I am very conscious of, the energetic connections that um, that we lay down with every word and with every action, and um, and I I feel like all of my work somehow ties to this um, this aspect of energy and motion and life. You know, I mean, if you look at my painting, you see um, you see a lot of movement in it. You know, even though it's a two dimensional flat surface, you see this movement because I'm creating something through movement that I then go back and kind of address and, and refine afterwards. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a photograph or a painting or, you know, just a meditation in the park. It's like, you know, energy is, is my, my through point. It mm. is my guiding force in everything. Movement from the girl who moved every year. Yeah. Yeah, where'd you grow up? Tell us, tell us the, the, the bullet points of your childhood. Are you from Jacksonville or, or, or did you re transplant there as an, as an adult? I was born in Jacksonville and um, my mom and I moved every year until seventh grade. So I, you know, I never had the opportunity to really learn how to create lasting connections with people. And so that was a lot of the work that I did as an adult was trying to figure out, you know, all the things that you might learn when you're a kid, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and I just didn't have those skills. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I kind of took the long route of, uh, of getting to where I am, but, um, you know, every beautiful experience has meaning, you know, regardless of whether, whether it's hard or, or mm -hmm. easy or joyful or painful, so this that uh, show was an incredible success, and it was noted, and, and, and so many people spoke so highly of it. I wish I was in town to see it, but it was just so, so touching. Thank and you. here you uh, 
you know, relay it. It's just, I, I feel it. I, I, I feel like I was in that room. But there was, I, I really want to touch on the other part of your becoming. Uh, because, you know, up until this point, when we we're talking about you as a photographer and taking your skills learned at the agency and transforming those into a successful and sustainable career as a commercial photographer. But that's not where you wanted to be ultimately, right? So talk about that moment, those that moment of declaration that mm. came for you when you affirmed where you were going to go. Yeah, that was... A tr an, an, another pivot point, basically. Um, so I'm in a, uh, well, let's back up for a second. I have always wanted to paint <laughs> and um, never, you know, had it as any sort of hobby or anything like that. Every time I sat down to try and paint, it was a hot mess because that's what it is when you don't spend any time doing anything and learning it. So, um, so every time I sat down, I got discouraged and I just... I didn't, I didn't keep trying, but you know, when you have that desire within you, it just keeps on building regardless of whether you are expressing it or not. And, um, and it needs to come out at some point. And so there was a beautiful, um, goal setting workshop that I attended about five years ago with, uh, Tony Hernandez Brown and it it was interesting because we all had to write down our goals and then we're all going around sharing them. And, um, I was so nervous and my goal was, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a painter and, um, and, and having not really ever done that, it was a big goal. It was one mm. of those big, scary, audacious goals. And, and I was so afraid to declare it. And, uh, and so, you know, the, the room, shared and then our time ran out and Tony was basically kind of closing out the day. And I was so nervous with energy that my, um, my belly was vibrating with butterflies and, um, I couldn't sit still. And so I stood up and I scrawled this really messy note to Tony and I slid it over to her <laughs> and I said, Tony, I have something to say <laughs> and, and I can't, I can't close the day without saying it. And so she invited me up to the front and I'm standing in front of this room full of women and I'm so scared to say, I want to be an artist. I'm going to be an artist. And literally tears are coming down my face and I am jumping up and down trying to get it all out. And then I finally say the words and I felt this enormous release and I felt this um, relief you know, to be able to get that off my chest. And um, it's interesting because when we declare something, it's kind of inevitable. You know, you put in the work, but you're always working towards that that declared statement, whatever it was. And so, um, so saying it out loud to a group of people was kind of what I needed. It was the the little lift up, the mm. push to to keep going and to keep expressing myself. And um, and so now here we are, about six years later, and I love painting. I love did, being able to express myself that way. Did you find that declaration that day, that moment, that there was a shift? I mean, were you an artist at that point? You know, or did you believe you were an artist? No. No, no, no. Because like, you know, it took me a long time to feel like I was an artist, even though I was, you know, I, I decided to 
I didn't go to school for art. I went to school for business. And, um, and so I decided to um, make my art journey a public one. And so basically I started a brand new Instagram account and um, it's at Square Shaped Love. And so the entire history of my my painting is documented there, which I love having the whole story there. You know, I think it's awesome. But so basically, um, you know, coming right out of that, I, I still was this person who was a novice and had no experience, but I had a dream. And um, that was really all that mattered. So I just kept on going day in and day out. Sometimes I would put in 12 to 14 hour days in the studio. And um, I think there's, what is it? The 10,000 hour rule. Mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely put in way more than 10,000 hours across five years. And, um, and, you know, at the, at the tail end of that fourth or fifth year, I felt like, okay, well, I mean, I've basically gotten a degree in art since I've put in so many hours. (laughs) So now it's time for me to graduate and Mm -hmm. to really refine my craft. And, um, and so that's kind of the place I'm in now where I've just been really trying to drill down into what I want my, my voice to say in my paintings. And I was going to say on that note that I, I was studying your 2020 body of work. And as you said, it's full of movement. Um, there's a dance in it. It's it's very um, it's very feminine. There's an elegance to it, and there seems to be a visual theme that's tropical in nature. I feel I see palm fronds. Mm-hmm. I see um, sort of organic material that's flowing and expanding. Um, tell us more about that, and is, and 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 is that in fact some of the theme? Do you derive your um, reference points from nature, um, from dance. Are you a dancer? Like what, what's happening in the work? Cause it seems to be clarifying around a couple of feelings. Mm. Well, I am passionate about dance. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's not something that, you know, I, I don't, I, I didn't take school for dance. I didn't take classes. I just love to move my body. And, um, and so that shows up in everything I do. Um, as far as direction or, um, selection of topics to paint, I don't ever have a plan. I just, I like to co-create with the universe. And so I do that by capturing my first stage, which is that ecstatic dance stage on the canvas. And then I kind of treat it like a Rorschach test where I go in and I look at that first layer. And if I see something in it, I then build upon it and draw it out. And, you know, what ends up happening in my work is um, there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of mystical um, ties that I find in there. You know, characters come out in the work and um, the third eye is always prevalent (laughs) In the mm. character, there's mm. always some sort of beam of something from the third eye. And, um, you know, that that goes hand in hand with who I am as a person and my passion for yoga and meditation. And, um, yeah, so so nothing is ever predetermined. It's all it's all just a beautiful co-creation as is life. Yes. You know, uh, and, and I want to get back to that uh, that declaration, uh, because you can say you're an artist or a writer or a 
painter or a, a, a brain surgeon, but we need a collaborator. We need someone to say yes to it. Did you get affirmations when you made your declaration to the universe? Did the universe accept you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think because I chose in the beginning to grow in public, um, there was always people watching, you know, people become a fan of your Instagram page and they, they watch what you post. And so there was always um, some level of support in that, in that um, spectator um, atmosphere. And so, you know, I, I also, when I wasn't sure of my skill or, or how to refine it and all of that, you know, I would a lot of times post to Instagram and, and, uh, kind of gauge how I did based on what kind of engagement I got. And then, you know, I would be like, okay, well that one wasn't good, (laughs) but you know, it was all, um, it was all very, uh, organic and, and, um, it was a fun way to learn. Hmm. That's dangerous too, because some of the things I feel like I, think are great on Instagram that I've done, other people don't. Yeah. You know, it's exact opposite. I don't know how to filter that. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've never been um, kind of a by the book person. I like to feel my way through things. And so that was a good way to start uh, feeling. Hmm. How's your life changed? How's your life changed since you found your voice as an artist? Everything is different. I am a completely different person than I was even two years ago. How um, so? Um, there's a level of confidence that comes as you as you take risks and you expand, um, you know, into spaces that you weren't ever in before. You know, it's like this. Um, the journey of life, you know, it's like this beautiful, um, unknown thing that we get to go through. And, uh, and, you know, I am, I realized that, you know, the upbringing that I had where I didn't have any roots and I didn't have any connections and relationships like that, that was still stuck in me some, you know, and painting has completely opened me as a, as a human being and, um, allowed me to rediscover myself or discover myself really for the first time. And, Mm. um, and so it's been the biggest blessing. Right on. So as you, as you sit here with a body of work and you're still refining, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still always a work in progress. Always. We're, We're always unfinished, but we, we do have something that we stand for. Mm. So what, do you stand for? I stand for love and expression and empowerment. And I believe that we all have this untapped reservoir within that we, you know, can find, can dig out, can uncover and dust off and, and, and suddenly everything can change. You know, we are not these stagnant um, entities just cruising around on a planet. You know, we, we have, we have um, so much within us. And so I just, I stand for constant growth and, and the love of everyone and um, no separation between you and me and everyone we walk past. 
Love Are that. you proud of yourself? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> nice. I, I am. I'm so proud you of myself. Be. Because you should be. I mean, we don't give ourselves lot. credit, but I think it's a big, I think it's important to declare it. It with, is. It, with, without modesty, you know, it's not, it's, it's, because it's true. It is. Um, and it, you know, when you can overcome the obstacles that you encounter in life and you can grow and, and get, um, you know, better from them. Yeah. It's like, there's, you have to be proud of that. You know, it's, it's a beautiful gift to be able to, um, accomplish something. And, um, I keep trying every day. We, uh, connected through your story too, because your story is relevant to so many people who are sitting there in an art department or in somewhere, uh, in the, in a cubicle, um, feeling like that's the, the walls that they have. And, um, the, the purpose of what we're trying to do is free people from those walls by, by telling these stories. Um, so, so back in the, the ad agency, you know, not the person you are now, what, what could you say to someone to get them through that wall? What, what was the, maybe one thing that, that really helped push you through? Um, you know, I think that one of my favorite examples in life of the power to achieve anything is that uh, historic Roger Bannister story from mm. the fifties where he was the first person to go uh, faster than four minutes in a mile. And it wasn't until he did that, that everyone realized that it was possible. And then everyone started doing it. So I think that, you know, if you're sitting in a corporate job and you have this passion, all you have to do is expose yourself to people who are doing it. And I think that that's what your podcast does really well. It's like, you know, once you see, once you experience the potential that somebody else has achieved, and so why can't you, then it all just opens up for you. I think right. it's beautiful. Right. Right on. What do you consider a great failure? I mean, every failure is great for me. I don't I don't consider anything bad because every single experience gets me to the next stage and um and now I've gotten to a point where when I see something crop up that's like, "Oh gosh, that's that's a failure." Then it's like cool. Thank you for showing me that universe, you know, mm. and I'm ready to grow from it. You know, <laughs> it's like amazing. The, the, the gifts, if you just have an, um, an awareness of the present moment, it's amazing what you can, um, witness in life. I was going to say as an artist, how about a movie or a work of art that really taught you something or really, really moved you and, and what did it teach you? I think music is what teaches me something. Every time I hear something new, every time I'm able to um, enter the flow state in in work, you know, through through a beautiful song or through somebody's intention through through music, that's really what's um, kind of driven me in my life, and it does every day. What's so, playing in your studio right now? Oh, there's a phenomenal jazz artist named Matthew Halzell. And um, he is definitely on heavy repeat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you find yourself jumping on a, on repeat? Like 
getting into that that vibe and not leaving it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, and then I'll get so inundated with, you know, I've heard it so many times that it's like, okay, I have to find something else, unfortunately, you know, because he's carried me through a lot all through 2020. I I believe he was my most played artist on Spotify. So (laughs) Mm. I want to bring another quote that you sent me uh, to to talk our way through what's next for you. Every painting is a self-portrait, a snapshot in time with energy captured and preserved to reveal the joy and love that dwell within. So where are you going? Well, after two months on the road, I am ready to um, go within (laughs) and really explore all of these incredible um, inspired ideas that I've gotten by being outside of Jacksonville for two months, you know, exploring a new city and, experiencing a different way of life and, um, you know, going through the whole um, wild experience of an 18-day art festival. Like, you know, all of those things have filled me up in a way that I'm ready to start releasing. And um, so for the the remainder of the year, I'm just going to be in my studio creating and um Dancing Test- and dancing, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and testing things out and um, and uh, seeing where it takes me. And Stu, uh, Tiffany and I are collaborating together too, so we're oh. planning to do a um, a tour. Her studio is in this district called Cork, and there's so many wonderful, gifted uh, artists in this area, and we're going to uh, do some collaborative uh, work to expose that collective to more people and bring people to that. So yes. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited that we like, we kind of met together in this weird pretense. And now we're like, here we are. I love hearing your story. And then just working together to just keep moving forward. I, I That's what it's all about. Yeah. So. Let's say thanks to the Cultural Council for putting us together. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So what do you, so this is that time where you can kind of do the shout out and, and, and uh, kind of whatever you need from the universe. What do you need and what, are you, uh, what do you want uh, from people out there who might be listening? I want everyone who can hear us to look at, the person that you encounter from your heart, not with your eyes. I want you to feel the people that you encounter and realize that we are all connected and we're all in this journey together and we are all love. And if you see anything besides that, when you look at somebody, you know, maybe just give it a try. Love, love that. And besides that, can connect with Tiffany Manning at T-Man Photo, as well as Square Shape Love and Feminine Soul Project, all of which occupy space on Instagram, as well as online. Just love your journey. Um, Relate to it very deeply, personally. uh, There's a lot of connectivity between our, our journeys about 15 years in front of you but um but really still just opening up and i i uh, admire embrace and and echo 
that shout out for love and connection because that's all we really that's all there is that's you know you really want to break it down <laughs> and it's beautiful that you're you're chasing it and you're living it and that you're being very present because Thank that's all, also all there is so bravo to you my dear we celebrate you thanks for being Thank part you. of swan dive it's been my pleasure hey everyone Thank you so much for listening to Swan Dive. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and share this episode. Also, we are building a new season of Swan Dive. So if you or you know someone who has experienced a Swan Dive in their life, please hit us up and contact us through our website, www.swandive.us.